Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane. I'm your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Peanut. Peanut is a social network enabling parents and parents-to-be to meet, chat, and learn from each other. We'll hear more about Peanut later. But Diane, do you have our review of the week? I do. And our review of the week actually came to us via our email, our um, badass breastfeeding podcast. Oh, no, it came from your, I think it came Was from Was it Instagram website. or something? Oh, it said website contact form, and then you've sent it to me. Oh, that's, so. a, no, that's ours. That's a, that's the badass breastfeeding podcast.com. There's a web, there's a, a form there that you can fill out to um, contact us. Yeah. So this is where this came from. And she says, there's no, yeah, there's no name for her. She knows who she is, I'm sure. But it says, I absolutely (laughs) love listening to you ladies podcast. There are no words to explain what a blessing it's been to find you early on in my breastfeeding journey. Before having my son six months old now, I thought I was going to exclusively pump and test the waters thinking I was going to hate it and quit after he received the initial benefits of breastfeeding. After having my son a month early, supplementing with my breast milk and using a nipple shield due to latch issues, jaundice... Risk, jaundice risk that with the help of a lactation consultant I fell in love with breastfeeding after leaving the hospital you ladies have been the only support I've had on rough days of breastfeeding I'm a military wife with no close friends and have that have children and a mother and mother-in-law that haven't even been around an infant in 25 years and are states away thank you for empowering me on the days when I was in the pumping room at work crying because there wasn't enough milk for daycare tomorrow crying because I was tired of having a baby living on my breast 24-7 and the days of just looking for what's going to happen next. You've made a difference in my journey, and I know I'm not alone in that. Thank you, thank you. If you need oh, episode wow. episode ideas, I have some. Nipple shields, oh. how to get my infant to nurse without them after he physically no longer needs them, what breastfeeding looks like when you start salads, vitamin D and iron supplementing. So those are great suggestions, so... Look for those, hopefully they coming really up are. in 2020. We're going to do those. But I love the the email. Thank you so, so much. And it is really, I was a military wife too. You know, I've told people, you know, my first son was born at a military base. And you are really alone. You're really, you just feel really alone. Even if you have some friends or they can get deployed at any moment, like people move constantly. It is a very solitary feeling and you can just feel like there's nobody to go to. Yeah, I can't imagine because it seems, I mean, all of those things apply before you have kids, right? Like yeah. you're, you know, you're, maybe your spouse is off or you like you said, your friends could leave at any point and then you have a baby. Like, uh, right. Your family's not nearby. Yeah, you know, right. like it is really, you know, when I had Nathan, when the whole, my whole pregnancy with him, I went with nobody I had nobody you know my husband at the time who is not my husband now but um we didn't really have close friends I didn't know who what doctor to see because it was not a planned pregnancy so it was like I didn't have an OB down there or I didn't have anything you know I didn't know what I was doing and no referral it's just it's so very very isolating yeah. And I, I just, you know, I really have a soft spot for the military families because of that. I can totally yeah. But so, yeah, well, thank so you for your we email. love the reviews. So definitely, you know, send them and the suggestions. And, you know, we are really, really happy that we're able to touch you in some way with information and support. So it's and you're yeah the episode it. ideas are serious too like and whenever anybody sends us episode ideas it goes right onto our list oh yeah 
So it's like, that's how this operates. Like, we're not like, oh, uh, that's no. not our idea. Like, no, this is all <laughs> coming from you guys. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's, um, it, we're a very, we're a very breastfeeding mom focused podcast. I don't yeah. know if anybody's you, noticed that. You, you're but, a badass yeah. breastfeeding podcast. Did you know? Yeah. We've had like <laughs> providers, uh, you know, certain providers and, and professionals that have reached out that have wanted to be guests. And we're like, no, this is about the moms, you know, like yeah. we really, it's, it's all about the moms. It's what you guys need. And so it, it's like, unfortunately with that kind of stuff, like, I don't know, like you have to do so much research into what are they going to say what are they you know because i don't want to interview somebody who's going to be like well yeah you have to you know breastfeed them on a schedule like Mm. no no we have very specific recommendations here that are evidence-based and we are not gonna uh, i wouldn't tolerate anybody coming on here and saying anything else to you guys no way it's all about us no i'm just kidding (laughs) yes it's all about what we say it's all about our yeah our correct reliable information i know right oh my god that's so funny but we are gonna do today this is gonna be good because we are bringing back some good info from the past yeah this is probably if i had to pick something that was like the most biggest passion for mine it would be this and this is breastfeeding boundaries and i i breastfed jack for six and a half years and Exley for four and a half years and that wouldn't have happened without some boundaries because that's that's a lot you know and and so i yeah. mean this is just I, I and and i link to the boundaries blog post that i have and the boundaries episode that we have daily when people message me or email questions like this comes up so much and people are usually like, well, not usually, but this comes up in two, two different situations where people have an older child, like an older, you know, this applies to kids. I'd say definitely over a year, maybe closer to a year and a half, two years, because you're not going to be creating boundaries with your, with your newborn. They just don't understand. Yeah. You can't. That's they you can't, can't. They're not ca- understand it. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's, you know, and that's where we come into like milk supply issues. Like breastfeeding on demand is like the thing to do with the baby. And when they get a little bit older and they start able to, to understand like boundaries and the developmentally ready to kind of go, go there. Um, you could do this and people will, people will email or message about feeling touched out, breastfeeding a toddler or wanting to wean. And this applies in both situations because obviously creating boundaries can help when you're touched out and it can be a step towards weaning if you want to go all the way towards eliminating breastfeeding. Because what, what you're doing with boundaries is you're eliminating maybe certain sessions. Maybe you're trying to lower the number of breastfeeding sessions throughout the day or you're trying to lower the duration of certain breastfeeding sessions, you know, so you can just feel a little bit more in control, feel like you're just being like tackled by your toddler all day. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you, and so what I did was I created some boundaries and then I felt like I could continue to breastfeed until my children chose to stop. If you're choosing to, to wean, you can work on the boundaries and continue down the, the, down that path until, until you've eliminated all of the breastfeeding. And And so let me say too, that I think people don't realize that boundaries is a thing. And I hear this a lot with moms that are like, okay, my baby's a year now. I don't want to completely wean, 
but I'm working full time. I'm, I don't want to pump anymore. I want to just maybe breastfeed in the morning and at night. Is this possible? That's boundaries. That's what boundaries is. So this is really important to like look at your situation and go, oh, okay, this is, I, I just need some boundaries. And once I figure out how to do that, it'll be a lot easier to, to keep going with the breastfeeding journey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the whole purpose of it is for you to feel like you're kind of getting your body back a little bit, feeling like you're in control and feeling like you're not kind of in that newborn baby stage, you know, where it just gets it gets overwhelming. Right. And then you can create some structure around this. I didn't know it was a thing. I was pregnant with um I was pregnant with Exley. Jack was like 2, pushing 3, and um you know, I was having nursing aversion. I was having all this. And I remember talking to a friend and she was like, um, you might want to try, try working on some boundaries. And she gave me like a few little ideas. Um, and I was like, oh my God, it was like revolutionary. And then, (laughs) and then I regretted not doing it sooner because then I had to do it like while Jack was adjusting to this new person in the family. Um, and so that was like such a huge adjustment for him anyway. And then I'm kind of like saying no to breastfeeding. Sometimes it was just too much. And I regretted not kind of establishing that before Exley was born so that he would have had some idea that, you know, sometimes mommy says no. Yeah. So this is a great podcast for anybody who might be pregnant now and still nursing. This is a great thing for you to be considering. Yeah. Do it now. Do it now. And and if you have an older child and you're, you're not, you know, and you just are like, okay. Or if you have a newborn, there is light at the end of the tunnel. <sighs> you know, like if you want to continue to breastfeed and you're feeling so overwhelmed right now and you're like, oh, my God, I could never do this as long as that other person over there did it. It's not going to look the way it looks like right now. No. There's a way that you can keep this breastfeeding journey and still feel like, you know, like you're in control, like you're not just, you know a cow being milked all the time. I think it's it's not even necessarily like the breastfeeding. It's like feeling like you can't get a break. You know what I mean? Like it's just constantly, it's that touched out, I think is really what totally. drives people to needing those boundaries is because it's like, oh my God, stop hanging on me. I can't do it. You know, like it's well, just so yeah, much. Well, yeah, right? Yeah, because toddlers too, the thing about them is they start to get really, like Clean. a baby's just yeah. laying there. Mm-hmm. But a toddler will, like, pull on your shirt, will have a tantrum, will, you know, do all these, like, huge things. And you're just like, oh, my God, enough already. I can't even handle this. Yeah. 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 So, and here's the other thing. is like you were talking about before, that, like, people don't realize boundaries is a thing. I think that women, especially women in this country, have been taught for so long not to listen to our feelings Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm uncomfortable right now. And, you know, we're kind of raised to like swallow that, to sit on that, to not to not need, you know, to not be too needy, to not mm-hmm. be too, you know, crazy with our feelings to not. So we just kind of ignore our own needs because we're kind of used to it. Yeah. It's part of being a mom, right? You should suffer. It's part of being a woman, I think, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? True. It's just yeah. like, you know, this guy's making me uncomfortable right now. Well, don't be crazy. Don't, you know. Right. I mean, I feel, you know, like this dealing with feelings and dealing with needs and dealing with boundaries. Like, these are things that you are not allowed to do, really. You know, 
in our suck it in up. our culture. Yeah. Suck it up. Yeah, right. Suck it up. Just deal with it. Don't be whiny. Don't be just, you know, get it together. And so then when we're in this, you know, and then you have a newborn. And that's the other thing is like you have a newborn and everybody's like breastfeed on demand and like, you know, so much sacrifice. And yes, it's so different. Like you can do it. And then and and your baby gets used to this, too. Right. Yeah. And then you get to be older and then you're like, oh, my God, saying no seems so counterintuitive. And, you know, then the and your toddler is like not this is the other thing. Here's the thing. And I want to read something from somebody that sent me a message. Um. Your when you start to implement boundaries, your child will not be happy about it. Uh-uh. I, I'm sorry, they won't be, and they're gonna cry and they're gonna have a tantrum at first. It, it's just it's 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 you know they don't like it, but you are not. And then this is what happens: is that people are like, okay, I need to say no right now, and then they say no, and the toddler has a tantrum, and they're like, whoa. I made the wrong decision. I shouldn't have said that, you know. Um, But the thing is, is you are not hurting your child. You are not hurting your child at all. You know, you're still going to be there for them. You're still going to be comforting them. You're still going to be, you know, mommy's here. um, You know, here, you know, and you can put, I'll talk about this in a minute. I'm going to get into like some real life tips for you um, to do with this, to do, um, to help you create these boundaries. Um, but there's things that you can do. And, and this is not, this is what somebody said. Let me just read this. Um, she says, hi, can you please help me? My little one just turned three. She's been an exclusive breastfeeder since day one. Bottles never worked for her. She's been a co-sleeper s- since she was about six months. I so badly want to stop breastfeeding. I've tried to stop, but she throws huge fits and she cries to where she throws up. That happened to Jack too once. Mm. So letting her cry it out is not an option. She only breastfeeds to go to sleep. So this child's only even down to one, one session a day. I'm the only one with her, so having somebody do bedtime isn't an option. She still does not sleep through the night. I think that's why I so badly want to stop. She constantly wants to be on me all night, at least four or five times a night. I've run out of options. She goes on to say, um, I said some things, and then she says, um, I've been struggling, and I keep saying, well, obviously she isn't ready, but I think she is. She's just so used to this routine. She's very stubborn. <laughs> they all are. Yeah. So I know it will be a lot for her. Um, so that's what, so that, those are the messages. That's a very, very typical message that I get daily mm-hmm. of people who are just don't realize that boundaries are an option, who feel like the child is just, you know, is just too much. You know, that the child and that the child's not ready. And when they say no, that they're crying. And then, well, if I don't if, if I don't breastfeed her because she's crying, then I'm letting her cry it out. This is we got to let's rework all of this. We got to change the narrative here. This is not what's happening. You know, this child is almost three. And this, the, you know, the mom has never implemented boundaries before, which is fine. I mean, that's what you know, there's always a, a time, you know, there's always day one of boundaries. Right. Um, but when you start with the boundaries with the ch- with the child, they're so upset. I mean, like she said, her baby threw up one time so hard that she threw up. Jack did that once. He cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and he threw up. And I was oh. like, oh, my God, <laughs> I broke him. <laughs> I know. I've destroyed him. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, and, you know, and and but what we did and I say we because my husband was was always there. He was always kind of right there. 
while I was saying no and he was trying to engage him in another activity. And again, I'm going to get into the tips to give you like the real life, I, 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 you know, things to do. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's so, they're so unhappy about it and it does not cry it out. It's not it cried not. out. They are not being hurt. You are right there. You're helping them through it. And it's breastfeeding, so it's this like emotional like connection you have with them. But you are right there, and you are helping them through it. And you are showing them. You are teaching them. You are role modeling, creating boundaries for yourself and listening to your feelings. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're going to see you doing that for yourself. And part of the breastfeeding, I tell moms this all the time that are trying to do some weaning, part of the breastfeeding is that connection. That's a hu- especially at that age, it's a huge part of the comfort and the connection. So if you say, no, we are not breastfeeding right now, and you lay that boundary down, but you have to replace it with something else, cuddling, read it, something else that's connecting for them. So when Abby's saying you're right there, it's not like you're saying, no, you can't breastfeed, and you're shoving her into a room by herself. Like, that's right. not what's happening here. You're still nurturing, just in a different Absolutely. way. Absolutely, Totally, totally. And we should talk more. We will talk more <laughs> after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Peanut. When I had my first child, Jack, I didn't know anyone else who had a baby. Breastfeeding was going horribly, and I felt so alone. I searched the internet for answers, but the information was totally conflicting. I didn't have anyone to ask about their experiences or watch what they were doing. When I found just a few like-minded moms, some that I'm still friends with, my experience completely changed. I felt empowered to parent the way that I felt was right for me. This is why I love Peanut and want to share it with you guys. Peanut is an app to meet like-minded parents in your area, to chat with them, share advice. It's free to download in the app stores. It's easy to use, and it could be your ticket to freedom as a new parent. Peanut is designed to connect people based on their similar interests, age, mutual friends, and more. Similar to a dating app, you simply swipe to send a wave. The community feature allows you to create and join groups such as Single Moms or LGBTQ or Brooklyn Moms. So head to your app store right now and download Peanut and start connecting with like-minded parents in your area. And this sponsor, as well as all of our other sponsors, promo codes... And direct links can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, along with all of our other breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah. So, should we talk about some actual, like, tips? I also want to say, one of the things I really wanted to say was people, like, this is, this is totally natural thing to go through. You can watch... Um, apes pushing their kids away like a like a little baby like a little baby ape will come up and you know he wants to nurse the mom will literally like push them to the ground you You don't have to do that by the way no don't do that but but i mean like they don't you know they have like a teeny tiny little baby they're nursing 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 and then when the when the when the when the little baby gets more mobile and is running around and jumping on the mom all the time she will literally push them down. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying, so we, we are going to do it in a different way, but it's, this is normal. You know, this is a natural thing to kind of create some of those boundaries when they get a little bit bigger and mobile. Right. Um, yeah. And most likely, like, if you really think about it, I'm somebody who's got older kids right now. So boundaries looks really different, but it's still the same thing. And if I look 
think back to when I was growing up, when my parents said, no, you can't do this or you can't do that, or no, I don't want you, you know, running the streets at midnight or whatever. That's setting a boundary. It's setting a boundary. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to have to do it. You're already setting boundaries right now. Do you let your child touch the hot stove? No. Do you let them walk by the stairs? Do you like, you know, you're already setting boundaries for them. And this is just another area in life where you're going to create that boundary. And this one, you get like the benefit (laughs) of, you know, having some of that feeling of your body back to yourself, you know? And again, that's where I feel like it translates to this translates to them learning that these are things that they are going to do for themselves someday, that, that their feelings are valid, that they can create boundaries for themselves one day too. Yeah. But of course, you know, that don't touch the stove, that boundary is, is a safety thing for them. When we say, you know, when the boundary is around breastfeeding, we feel selfish that we're taking something right. away from them. Right. And it's not any because different it's than setting that source. other boundary. Right. Yeah. yeah. So try to look at it as a boundary and not a selfish thing for you. Yeah. And it's okay to be selfish. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's not selfish when you're taking care of yourself. No, it's no, it's not. It's not at all. It's a great way to put it. All right. So give us some tips. What can okay. We do? So here's here's where I want everybody to start. Start thinking about tiny little things that you can do in your nursing session. And what I suggest is shortening, pick one nursing session, not the one. We're not going to talk about nighttime weaning or boundary setting right now. We are actually going to do another episode about that um, a different time because that's totally different. You, and, and it's fine to do the nighttime stuff, but do the daytime stuff first. Get them used to it during the day first. So pick... Pick, you know, kind of one that's not a super important one, like I'm like like not the one to sleep or the first one in the morning. Take pick a random one in the afternoon and talk to while they're while they're nursing or before they start nursing or whatever. Let them know that we're going to so we're going to breastfeed for the ABCs or your guys's favorite. You can sing them a song or something and then we're going to stop. Okay. So we're taking, yeah, we're taking that session. We're introducing them to the idea that they are going to, instead of just popping off whenever they feel like it or falling asleep or whatever, that there's going to be an agreement when you guys are just going to stop. Um, And one of the things that you can do to prepare is get kind of a, get like a fluffy stuffed animal or like a little something for them to, you know, to have you know, when they, when that's like kind of a comforting, new comforting thing when they're, so when they stop, they can have her, they can hold it. Um, and so you're going to do this for, you know, however long it takes them, them to kind of get used to it. Um, and then you can introduce this into the other nursing, nursing sessions, um, too. And then when you get really good at that, maybe over the course of like a few days or a week, or it's, it's going to be different for everybody. Then you can eliminate that particular nursing session. Start with one. Eliminate it altogether. And uh, so this is going to happen, also happen differently for different people. I had a friend who was pregnant and she was trying to wean her toddler. And the toddler just, like, every time the toddler wanted a nurse, she gave her a little, of those little oranges. Aww. And she was, like, happy as a clam. <sighs> and, like, just weaned, like, so easily. She was, like, so excited about this, like, little orange that she got. And then she just, like, it just kind of went out of her mind. Now, that did not happen with Jack. 
or any of my kids. They 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 are not. They were you know. Jack is a super highly sensitive kid. He's got um, sensory processing disorder. Like he's he's he has been very needy and highly sensitive since he was born. And I knew that he was going to breastfeed for a real long time, and that setting the boundaries was going to be hard for him. So this took longer for us. Um, but he did get it. Hey, we're going to breastfeed for the ABCs, you know, and then we're going to sing the ABCs and then, okay, now we're done. And he, you know, he would eventually get it. And um, that's also something that they can kind of control too. You know, they, yes. they realize in their head, okay, this is, I'm still getting this, but for this amount of time. So you're not completely shutting them off, which is good. Exactly. Right, right. And then don't just like sit there. You know, when it's time to stop, don't just sit there. Here's the next thing. Keep it moving. You know, when this breastfeeding session is over, get up and do something interesting. Invite them to do, invite them to, you know, help you, I don't know, make something or go paint a picture with them or play Play-Doh or do something, do something engaging with them so that they're still feeling connected to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just throughout the day, keeping it moving. Because I remember also with Exley when he was a very brand new nor- newborn, now, I had the luxury of having a partner, and not everybody has that. And my partner also had six weeks of paternity leave. Which, which not was, everybody gets, yeah. No, no. And, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was great um, because he was there to just keep Jack. You know, he was out at the park with, with Jack all the time. And, like, you know, he was just there to kind of keep Jack occupied and distracted. Um, so trying to do this, like, you know, have activities planned, have a lot of things going on so that they're focusing on these new and, and invite new things into the house. If you, I always still, my kids are eight and five and I always have a brand new box of Play-Doh. So I'm just like, Hey, does everybody want um, a couple of things, a new Play-Doh? And it's like Christmas. They're like, new Play-Doh's the best. They go, I know. And like, they don't want the Play-Doh from yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, you guys, you want the new smushy Play-Doh. Really, right. So, you know, have have some new things around uh, to to get them involved in. And if you have a um, here's the next tip. If you have a place where you usually breastfeed, it's kind of your nursing station. Don't sit there. You know, you got to don't don't bring it back. Don't bring their mind back to like where they always have always nursed, you know, sit somewhere else. Get moving to a different place in the house. Um, And then. I call this the illegal snacks. I'm sure that we're all very health conscious and we don't want to give our kids, you know, too much sugar. We don't want to, you know, all this. I get it. This is a time where you might consider letting them explore some new foods. Um, And like my friend with the oranges, uh, that her child was so into that. And we this is this is when we started to get those um, little gummy bear things. Ooh. And you can get Annie's brand has them where they don't use food coloring. And, you know, so if you feel better about that, you can get those. Um, you get a little pack of those. It was, you know, very excited. Still likes them. Um, they are good. But there's other things, you know, get some, just go to the store, get some things that you haven't had in the house before that are sweet, that are, you know, that, that you think that they might like and, and get those moving around, you know, and, Maybe you can, at the end of the nursing session, they can have one. Or when you start to eliminate a nursing session, um, at that time, you can have, they can have the little treat or whatever. Kind of like a reward system. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, 
distraction. Yeah, yeah, like, distraction. Yeah, super distraction. Um, and like, and you know, getting other people involved, like your partner, or you have if you have older kids, trying to get them to um, to engage your child in some kind of play. Um, you're. It's also okay to to talk to your child about, you know, what's going on. You know, saying like. Um, you know, booby, we call it a booby in our house. They're like, booby's tired right now. You know, booby needs to take a nap. <laughs> you know, mommy's tired. I'm tired. You know, like you can say these things, like how you're feeling. I'm tired and I need to stop right now. Um, which is where you could say, because this is where, you know, they, um, if they're objecting, you know, and they're, you know, you're saying, I, you know, we're going to do the ABCs and then we're going to stop. And sometimes they don't stop, (laughs) you know, that it's, you know, it happens. And, you know, then you can say, we need to stop now. Mommy's tired, but we need to take a nap. You know, let's have a snack. You know, like you can kind of get them, you know, kind of interested in whatever new treats you have in the house to get them to stop. And you can explain it because I had to explain too to my, because, you know, Jack is like, you know, he's here. Now he's got this new baby brother who gets to breastfeed whenever he wants to. Right. And you can say things like, but you're a big boy. You're getting so big and you get to have food. You know, he doesn't get to have food. He can only have booby milk. He doesn't get to have these cool, like, you know, we call them mushy things, which is <laughs> gross. But we still call them that. That's the Annie's, like, Annie's, like, um. They're so good, though. Gummy bear things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, he doesn't get to have those, you know, and kind of let them know that they're, like, on this new, big, you know, adventure. Um, and, you know, then at some point, you know, when you're saying, you are going to have to say the word no. You're going to have to, you're going to have to say no. And this is where they might end up getting very upset. Uh, and well, it's okay. Really. It's okay. You it's are okay. You, like, you know, like we said, you're there. They're going to be upset and it's okay for them to be upset. They get upset when you set limits in all kinds of areas and you're going to handle it the way that you handle all those areas too. Um, and so here's, here's, a, here's another thing is that I, um, I gave in sometimes. Like they would be crying and they, and I would give in and my husband would get so mad. <laughs> he's like, you, he's like, you are not going to do this unless you're really consistent. And he's right. He, he was totally right. You know, all those times that I did give in, um, you know, it set us back. Um, but, but you know, it's also, we're all human and we're going to do what we do and we're not perfect. And this is not going to go perfectly. And it's going to seem like a huge mess for a while but i promise you that there is another side that there is light at the end of the tunnel that if you are consistent and you stick with it they will just get used to it they'll just get used to it yeah it'll become routine yeah i mean if you just stick to it they will get used to it um so i hope those tips made sense um and i and i they they really do i really you know it really worked it really worked for us like i said i mean after the initial freaking out and crying until he threw up. Um, but 
you're going to get that But we did come through it. Yeah. Yeah. And you do. You come through it. It's just that whole process. I mean, and if you need support with it, like, reach out and be like, okay, I'm in the middle of this right now. Am I doing the right thing? Like, if you need that. Yeah, because it's going to seem like you're going to seem like you're upside down sometimes. Like, it's going to seem really chaotic. Um, and it's okay, because that's part of that's part of all of this. Oh, this yeah. chaos. It is. It is. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. Just, um, it, no, it just changes. Yeah. And I and if you want if you're if you if you're still nursing a toddler and you, you know, like and if you want to keep going and you, you know, just feel like you're in a situation where it's just too much, you know, try some of these out um, and and stick with them and see if you can get to a place where you feel like you have some more control over it. Because I at some point when I had eliminated a couple of the afternoon sessions, you know, and he was just nursing to sleep at night. And when he woke up in the morning and, you know, a few times during the night, you know, when I had eliminated some of the stuff, um, I felt better. And then, you know, a year later, I felt like I had to eliminate some more. And so we did it again. And I got to a point where with Jack for like the last year that he nursed, it was only to sleep at night. Mm. Um, and, it, and it, I still had nursing aversion and I really, you know, but it was just like, I just pinched myself and get through <laughs> And I could say, even to him at that point, he was older, I could say, okay, we're going to nurse for, you know, we're going to have booby for two minutes and then I'm going to put my arm around you. And this is where we get into the nighttime stuff. And I have so much to say about that. So we should do a separate episode on the yeah. nighttime boundaries. Yeah, we should. Um, which I think will be really popular. And everybody right now is like, no, do it now. I know. Um, but, <laughs> um, but if you're also, if you're also wanting to wean, I hope you can see how, if you just keep going with the process of eliminating those sessions, you know, shortening them and then eliminating them, that that you are you can see you are working your working towards weaning completely. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can like when I first established some boundaries, I felt comfortable with that for a while. But if you don't, you just keep going. You know, you just keep going with the shortening and the eliminating. Yes. Absolutely. That's how you do it. Yeah. Whew, okay. All right. I hope that I hope that all made sense. <laughs> it did. And if there's anything that's unclear, let us know. But we will like yeah. look in the future for the boundaries at night episode because yes. we will do that. Yeah. We will follow up yeah. with that so that we're not leaving you guys hanging with no boundaries at nighttime. Right. Right. Like, now what do I do? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, work yeah. on the daytime first because this is the nighttime stuff doesn't work unless you do work on the daytime stuff first. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the nighttime breastfeeding is so much. Um, more delicate so you know take this now take this information and put it into practice um, because this is where you have to start yeah perfect thank you awesome thanks for listening thank you have a good one bye bye